Hello, everybody. Welcome back to D&D 404. I am your DM, Tony. And joining me today are the other three sushi rolls in my order. Fellas, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves, starting with the delicious, wrapped in that succulent white sushi rice, Jared. What's going on, guys? Armos checking in. Uh, You know, I... Am uh the if I go to a sushi place, the thing I'm getting is the chicken skewers. <laughs> <laughs> the chicken <laughs> I respect it. It wasn't even a roll. <laughs> I know. I don't I don't eat sushi, so that's the best I got. Uh Dan, go. Ishitakimas. <laughs> Hello everybody. My name is Dan. I play Minas Pebble Walker, your tiny little swarm keeper ranger. And I am the spicy Connie tuna roll of this podcast. Mm. Now, when I don't know what to get, I just default to the Connie rolls. Interesting. Well, my name is Alec. I play Drell of the Ashborn, and I am definitely the salmon roll of, you know, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm going with salmon roll, final <laughs> answer. I just, I love sushi. I eat it three times a week. How about this? The after show, I'll tell you my exact order what I get. Mm, okay. All right. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. My favorite role is the Philly roll because. Oh, God. It's so good. It's so good. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what you guys say. It's good. Cream cheese and salmon go together. It's so disgusting. It's insane. It's okay to be wrong. <laughs> yeah. How does that feel, Dan? To be wrong sometimes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most grade school coming I ever heard. I <laughs> you know the deal. Before we get into the recap, we're going to do the rundown. And today's rundown is brought to you by me. And I am going to run down our upcoming live stream. That's right. September 5th, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are going to be live streaming a brand new campaign as D&D 404 takes on the Temple of Elemental Evil. Yeah. Should be a fun one. Should be a fun one. Set in a dark, low fantasy setting. Our players are going to be tackling one of a uh one of the most infamous modules recreated in 5e. And if you're listening at a later date, we'll probably still be streaming other stuff. So yeah, we'll we're, we're gonna right. start we're gonna start streaming at least once a month. We're gonna we're gonna figure it out. We're gonna figure it out. Yeah. Come yeah. see our uh big old mugs on the big screen. Big old mugs <laughs> filled with coffee. Okay, well, so we're going to roll for the recap now, um, where I roll a giant rubber D4 that has been eaten by my bunnies. Rubber D4. Where if it lands on uh, one is me, two is Alec, three is Dan, and four is Jared. Final answer? Yes. I'm locking it in. Good job. Proud Yay. of you. That was the best you've ever done. Oh, Yay. Wow. It's been so long. Okay. Yeah, where's the sticky <laughs> note on his monitor? There's no way he got that. No. <laughs> I can see it in the reflection of your glasses. <laughs> so I now have a big old room. This shouldn't be a problem. I'm going to go ahead and roll it. Oh, oh, oh. He's going left-handed. Yeet. That was good. That was good. Hey, it's a three. That's me. That is me. <laughs> Ah, I'll take it with strides. <clears throat> hey guys, uh, I'm the uh, uh, Weenix. 
your favorite uh, neighborhood ween is here to do your rundown. And uh, I, uh, I was really excited to tell you all about the gang. You see, when I, I, I survived the little zombie apocalypse back in, uh, back in Dildo. And uh, yeah, so essentially I found out that this bat stole a big thing from Minus and Armos. And, and they thought, you know what? If we're going to go and save our buddy, we're going to paint a gem. And, and basically, uh, you know, uh, uh, fool the guy into thinking that we got it, even though it got stolen. But when they got back to the Wild Side Tavern, I flopped over there to see Drell pretty much survived. After a quick kerfuffle with a were-spider, Minus webbed the door, almost fireballed the place, and Drell ran away with nothing but a dang shirt wrapped around his waist. It didn't take long for the Bloodshard Bandits to find Farndendinger and Fnosty Boy, who welcomed them onto the ship after seeing their letter from Treus Bugs. Sailing away in the Seaward Serpent, everything seemed nice and dandy. After several days of travel, you know, praying to gods, talking to the crew and trying not to throw up on the ship, they ran into some creepy fog. I don't know what's happening here, but it sounds like a lot of kooky, wacky lighthouse magic. Bard, how about you go on and do a, uh, a, a, an intro? Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. Gentlemen, boyos, welcome to session 75. Where we pick up the ship that you are sailing on, the Windward Serpent is being pulled in and allured by this ghostly, haunting lighthouse uh, in the middle of the ocean, neatly sitting on a bed of rocks uh, in between crashing waves. The crew around you are all enamored by this hollowed uh, music being played by this organ. The only people on the ship that are not completely enthralled by the music are you three and the captain, Fognar and Thnast. All the sails are down and speed is picking up. You are currently heading to the bed of rocks where the lighthouse is. On top of that, you three are inflicted with curses as well as the rest of the crew and the curses don't seem to have any rhyme or reason to them. Everybody seems to have a different ailment on the ship. You see some of them are floating off. Thnast yells down to the three of you. Hey, lads! Wake up the crew! Step them out of it! We need to get this ship slowed down before it crashes into the dock! And as he calls out that, you look back over to the island that the lighthouse is sitting on. You see the remains of a bunch of shipwrecks crashed up onto the rocks that are just barely sticking out of the water. The three of you have 12 turns to slow down this ship unless it's going to crash into the docks. You know that the sails are down, so they need to go up and maybe dropping the anchor as well. We're going to start this with initiative. Everybody roll me initiative. All right, bet. I'm notoriously great at this, even with my dexterity. Seven. Oh, I actually got a 15. I mean, let me go. Uh, 12. Okay. We're going to go ahead and start with Minus on initiative 15. You see that there are four main sails that are catching all of this wind. You need to slow it down. And there's also an anchor that you need to drop. You also see all around you, Minus, that 
all of the crewmates are afflicted by different curses. You got a fat kobold, a really skinny kobold, a really hairy kobold. One of the orcs at the front of the ship is slowly levitating off the ship. He's about to get flown off. You see people have wide eyes. One of them completely just turned into a ghost of themselves. Everybody is afflicted differently. I guess the first thing I'm going to try and do is run over to the kobolds, the group of kobolds, and start shaking them. Guys, guys, come on, snap out of it. We need your help. And see if I can do something to get snap them out of their trance. Yeah, go ahead and give me a persuasion check. And depending on how well you do is how many you can snap out uh, because they're all grouped together. Uh, I think that's a two lean. So that I think my persuasion is literally a zero. So. <laughs> a two on persuasion, you do not. Yeah. With a two, you manage to wake up one of the kobolds. You wake up Treg, which is the one that the, all of them were picking on. <laughs> Slap him three times. <laughs> and then you, he looks at you, then he gets super hairy. Hair just grows out of everywhere. He looks like a big old hairball with eyes. What's going on? Oh, jeez. As, as he looks at the tower, and then looks at all the chaos around him. All right, Craig, wake up your friends. I'm going to go try and figure this other self stuff out, and I'm going to run to the mast in the middle of the boat and start climbing up. So you can do it from the bottom. You don't need to climb up. Like, everything is oh, done. I can? From, yeah, everything's done from oh, the deck okay. of the ship. Yep. So you use your action to help out the kobolds. You run over to the sails. You'll have to wait till your next turn to do that action, yeah. to, to, uh, to roll up the sails. If that's the end of your initiative, we're going to move to initiative 12, almost... That's me. Almost afflicted with the singing curse. He must sing whenever he speaks. Uh, what are you doing? Uh, mm -hmm. I think I would suck at the anchor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so seeing all this, Armos is going to run to the back of the boat and try to work the sail. As he's running, he, he sings out to Drell, Drell, get the anchor! <laughs> <laughs> and I run all the way that way. Can I make it all the way to the... The back sail area, or is it? So the oh, the spaces are accurate. So there, okay. So I make it halfway there. Yeah. So you run to the stern side of the ship, make uh, advancing thirty feet. You'll be able to get there next turn and use your action to start uh, rolling up that sail. Is there anything else you would like to do? As opposed, to how far away is this lighthouse? Twelve turns. I don't uh, distance. Um, how fast is the boat traveling compared to how close we are? To <laughs> Divided by 12. You're asking me a lot of nautical things. Where's I don't the know. Moon in the sky so I know which way the waves are going. Hang on. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, it's moving at I'm... a rate of 12 turns. <laughs> gotcha. So knowing how far my Eldritch Blast can shoot, can I shoot the lighthouse from where I'm at? Because it can go 300. You're, you're a bit further than 300. Okay. I'll ask in a few more turns. That's fair. That's fair. We're moving like 60 squares per per hour. Yeah, I don't know. Notch to maple syrup. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to cast a spell. Uh, true strike. How about that? Ah. Just in case. Okay. Never right. get to. Love that. Never get to. So it's a perfect opportunity. Ooh, actually, let me. I'm going to change it one more time. One more time. I'm going to mage hand and try to start... Uh. Fixing the thing, the sail. Yeah, so you run 30 feet towards the stern and you use your mage hand. Which has a distance of 30 feet. So go ahead as your mage hand is rolling up the sail. So how this is going to work, you're going to make me a sleight of hand check of a DC okay. 14. So how this works is that if you fail it, you have to use your next 
turn to finish rolling it up. If you pass the DC, you essentially do it in one turn. Gotcha. Yeah, I got a 13. <laughs> okay, so it's, it's so starting to roll up. However, it doesn't go up all the way. You'll have to use the action on your next turn to finish rolling it up. Mm. Okay. Hurry with the sails. I'm doing math right now, and that's going to cut it close. <laughs> Why is this not going faster? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Armos, I never knew you had such a sultry voice. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then we're going to go to initiative 10, which is the ship. As you see, uh, Treg, who's just woken up by Minus, looks over at Dreg, and he, like, winds up his fist, spins it in the air, then boom, it knocks Dreg on his ass, effectively getting him out of the trance. And he goes, I saved you, and it was worth it. And then we're going to go to initiative 7, which is Drell. Nice. Okay, so... I want to make my way to the anchor at the front of the ship. Okay. And then uh, try to see if I can... The people at the front of the ship, do they still seem friendly? Or are they... Like, are they transform... Just transform, like, the rest of the crew? Or do they look more aggressive? They're not aggressive. They're standing in place looking at the tower. Uh, the one all the way up front at the bow of the ship... I definitely mm -hmm. don't have a chart on my screen. At the bow of the ship... Is, looks like he's about to float off the ship. He's levitating as he's just staring at the lighthouse. I'm going to dash to the anchor at the front of the ship. So you can actually make it there from your movement. I checked it was 30 feet away. Okay, sweet. Yeah, so you're going to go ahead and drop the anchor. Go ahead and make me a strength check. Okay. As you're lifting the anchor over the side. This is just a normal strength check, right? Yeah, you're going to use your uh, use your stats. Athletics? Yeah. Yeah, it would be an athletics check, absolutely. So you need to make an athletics check here of a DC 12. Okay. To lift up the anchor. I need a five or higher. <laughs> <laughs> he lifts things up. I rolled the fucking three. No. <laughs> so you are stuck in place as you're just except, trying to lift this anchor. Except for the fact I'm going to use one of my lucky points. <laughs> and I'm going to fucking do it again. Hell yeah. I fucking jinx myself. There we go. Much better. 27. Oof. You throw the anchor overboard as the rope quickly begins to unfurl as the anchor is going down. The, the anchor's falling, but it's going to take three turns before it hits the bottom, uh, helping slow down the ship. Glad we did that now. And then can I... I want a bonus action? No. Mm, yeah, why not? I'll bonus action go into a rage because I don't know what's going to happen. So we'll do that. And then, oh my gosh, I'm so tempted to... The guy that's floating off the bow, does it look like if I don't get to him, like, does it... I'm trying to understand how long I have to try to get to this guy. You can guess probably within a turn or two. Okay. Like, he's just going straight up very slowly. Like, how Menace would levitate, that's how fast he's levitating. Am I in arm's reach of him now, or...? No, you wouldn't be. As you use the anchor, that would be your action. You wouldn't, you're not in arm's reach. You'd have to go over to him. Okay. That is my turn, then. Okay, we're going to go to the top of the round, initiative 20, as the anchor crashes into the ocean and beginning to drop down. We're going to go to initiative 15, which is Menace. That is me. Is there a wheel, a lever? How does it work on this ship? Uh, it's a... Pulleys? You're pulling the rope. Yeah, pulleys. Yeah. So, okay. so what are you going to do? Same thing as uh, almost did with his mage hand. You're going to make me a sleight of hand of a DC 14. If you pass a DC 14, it gets rolled up in one turn. 
If you fail it, it's going to take your next action. I use athletics to try and just like pull as hard as I can, do it fast. You can use your athletics towards it, yeah. You can use that as your check if you like. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's actually a really good point. That is a 19. You manage to pull it up in one turn as you uh, begin to pull and the sail quickly gets furled up. How are we doing over there, Craig? I'm trying. As you see that he's on the uh, one of his brothers that's really, really fat. And he's like rolling him into the wall, but he's just not snapped out of it yet. Craig is just laughing uh, as he's very small and frail. <laughs> and then I'm going to go, since they're at, towards the, I don't know, ship terms, the left part of the ship. <laughs> the port side. The port side. Since the kobolds are at the port side, uh, I think that's fine over there. I'm going to back up for a second and be like, all right, I haven't met you yet, but I'm going to meet you now. And I'm going to run 10 feet forward to the... The starboard side. I'm going to run 10 feet to the starboard side to this... Is this an elf? That is a half elf, yeah. Uh, to this half elf, and I'm going to use my charger feet to uh, essentially shove him. Okay, I love to it. To try and wake him up. For shove, it's just an athletics to shove. Do I yes, shove him yeah. for free? I don't know how that works. Yeah, make me athletics check as you shove him. Nine. Do I have advantage because he's not doing anything? <laughs> he rolled a nat one on his. So Fair he enough. yeah, so he rolled a nat one. <laughs> as you boom, bump into him, he rolls forward. And he, uh, you see that when he wakes up and looks at you, all of his skin, uh, his half-elf skin completely turns blue. He's like, uh, he's like, look at his head. He's like, what happened? No, no, I don't want to be a sea elf. No. And he's like, <laughs> he's just like shocked. Uh, by That's his racist. Curse. Step out of it and get to work. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, man. Wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going to move to initiative 10, which is the ship. As you see, Fognar and Thnas are trying to hold the uh, helm of the ship steady as the waves are like crashing against each other. The ship is getting knocked to the left. And right as it's about to regain its balance, it's getting knocked to the right. And then you hear a ghostly wail among the organ. <laughs> shrieks from the water as three banshees appear over the ocean, heading towards the ship. We've got two on the port side and one on the starboard side, making their way towards the ship as they fly from the night sky, from the direction of the tower. Armos. How far did I get with this sail? Uh, you, you need to use the rest of your turn to roll it all the way back up. Then just keep rolling. Just keep rolling. <laughs> rolling. Rolling. And uh, I'm going to run up while still doing that with a mage hand and use my good hands. And then with while that's happening, move my other my mage hand over to the other sails. Oh, okay, little 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 reverse. Okay, so go ahead and give me a sleight of hand as you use your mage hand to start rolling up another set of sails. So a DC, 14. 14 on the dot. Ooh, the mage hand starts going double time as it begins to roll up another set of sails. You effectively raise three sets of sails. You notice that the ship is starting to slow down, but it's still being pulled in. We're going to move to initiative seven, 12. Um, okay, so what I would like to do is try to grab the guy that's floating and, like, pull him down. Yeah, go ahead and do that. Okay. 
Go ahead and give me a athletics check as you go to pull this man who's like his handing in the air and try to slam him down the wake up. In 18. Yep, you push him down, boom, and you smack him, and the half orc wakes up. He's like, oh, we're going on. I saw visions, ghosts, whales, and then the whales of ghosts, and then actual whales wailing in the Yo, ghostly ocean. Shut the fuck up. I've seen things. And then he looks at you as he wakes you up. And he goes, oh, thank you. All right. Uh, and he looks at you intently, and he gets really close to you. Okay. When this is all done, will you marry me? <laughs> no, but... And he begins to cry. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. This guy's useless. And now I'm useless. I will never be loved. Well, maybe if you were more helpful... Okay, so then around me, what? I have two other people just standing still, right? Yes, they are also looking at the lighthouse. They are also half orcs. I think I'm just gonna make my way towards them then. Okay, you're gonna start heading towards the center of the ship as you are in the bow of the ship. We're gonna move to initiative uh, 20 as the anchor begins to drop, drop down, and you, uh, the uh, rope is still actively moving. And then we're going to go to initiative 15 minutes. Um, yeah, so I lift this guy up onto his feet. All right. Uh, look steady. Uh, and I run to the port side of the ship. And I'm going to use a bonus action to go invisible. And then I am going to try and hoist. Is this just another flag? Uh, another sail, yeah. This is the last sail. Yeah, I'm going to try and get the last sail down. You go invisible as you see this banshee off the side of the ship heading towards that direction. 16. And you get the sail all the way up in one shot. As you see the SIDs that were trying to help you are now getting caught on how fast you're going up. As they get caught up in the sail. All right, SID, don't move. Okay, we're going to move to initiative 14, which are these banshee. You see that as you turn invisible, it was going to your location and then it begins to look around. It sees it looks around, and then it looks right at you. It stares at you. It knows exactly where you are as its eyes begin to shift from translucent white to this glowy green, and it's going to make a swipe at you. Sid, it's onto us! (laughs) No! (laughs) With a 14, I believe that is going to miss. It's going to attack again with a dirty 20 as it swipes, as it sees through your invisibility for 17 points of necrotic damage. If it's necrotic damage, then I am going to use a third level. I use a second level absorb elements. Does absorb elements absorb necrotic? Oh, it's acid. Oh, yeah. I saw the skull. That's a pretty unique thing there. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I'm just going to take that damage like a champ. <laughs> Banshees are fun. Um, and we're going to go to the other two Banshees. So the other banshee on the port side begins to fly as it heads towards the anchor. Oh fuck! And then Jarrell, as you're as you're running, you see this banshee fly over to the anchor. It moves right through the uh, half orc crewmate that is still stuck in place. And then it, you see that or half orc drop as it goes through him, and you see that like the visage of like his body fades for a minute, like you're seeing two of him. Almost like his soul was ripped out of his body and he drops through the floor as he went through them. And you see the Banshee go over to the rope and picks up the rope, effectively slowing down the anchor from hitting the C4. 
would I get an opportunity attack since it ran past me? No. It wasn't um it wasn't originally engaged with you. If they enter your area and go past you, it's still uh, yeah, I thought it was just that they go past me. Yeah, so it's going to fly through that crewmate, uh, effectively killing him as it looks like his soul was ripped through his body. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> he is uh, so you see the banshee grab the rope as the anchor is falling down. It fell for two turns. It needs to fall for one more turn. As you see the banshee effectively stop the anchor from falling and the ship is now moving. It is still going slow, but at its current speed, it will take some damage. You're trying to minimize everything you can do. And then the third banshee on the starboard side. Is Drill not taking an opportunity? It did not cross his... Uh, How did that not cross his path where he just did it? I'm just, I, oh, let's figure it out. Uh, he, yeah, that's right past him. Oh, uh, maybe because I did it from a weird angle. So I did it like this. Yeah, but it's a huge creature, so it's. Oh, it's because you're doing okay. it from a different uh, yeah, square. You're, you're yeah. fair. You're Does fine. It occupy you're more than five feet. It is occupying more than five feet. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Good job. Why don't you go ahead and give me an opportunity? Thanks, tech. Dan. Oh, he's right. He's right. You're right. You're right. Hey, listen. Well, I mean, that's I was a very like, good look at point. The path, that's a very good point. I, you're right. Absolutely. I didn't see the size of it. You're absolutely right. It's a fifteen. To hit. <laughs> Might not even hit after all that. <laughs> it's not going to. That will hit. Uh, what what okay. are you hitting with? Are you hitting with your axe or are you hitting with your hammer? I'm hitting with my, my Dwarven Thrower. Okay. It's going to be 14 damage. You see that as it moves, it takes the hit, but it does not make a reaction towards you as it sticks to its main objective. We're going to go to the Banshee on the starboard side, uh, the last one, and it's going to fly towards Armos. Oh, no. Oh no! Almost run. <laughs> you see, as it flies through the half elf, that menace charged on the starboard side. The same thing happens. Its soul <gasps> effectively gets removed from its body as the half elf drops to the floor oh. and is going to make an attack against you, Armos, with a 19 and a dirty 20. Hang on, let me check. Uh, yep. You're gonna take. It rolled low on damage. You take 20 two points of necrotic damage as it slices as its ghostly nail slices through you mm. oh as reginald sings as he gets hit by the uh banshee and then we're gonna move to initiative 12 almost okay uh 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 mage hand fades as i summon my might eldrick blessed eldrick power coursing through the night and i shit. <laughs> Eldrick Blast! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go, go roll it. It's <laughs> awesome. Cue, cue in the guitars. <laughs> a 19 to hit. That will do it. A 26 to hit. Mm, that will do it. Nice. And a 17. All three of those blast land. Yeah. There's 32 points of force damage. Whew, all three of these Elgic Blasts fly through the Banshee, but you do see that the Banshee is quite hurt from it, but does not get knocked back as the Blasts do go through. It looks like it hurt her, but it goes through her? It goes through her, yeah, because she's incorporeal. So you see that the Elgic Blast goes through her, but does not force her to go backwards as they go... You also notice that the other two banshees match her tone as they also become lighter and more uh, visibly see-through. We move to initiative seven, Drell. Mm -hmm. 
face to face uh, with the Banshee that is holding the anchor, trying to slow it down. You do see the Banshee become lighter in color, more see-through. I'm going to look at him and say, hey, uh, I'm going to need you to do me a favor and drop that. And I'm just going to swing my hammer at him and hit him. (laughs) The Banshee looks at you as you go to swing. I'm a girl. And then you go to swing. Uh, 25. That'll do it. That'll do it. I get to re-roll that. Thank you for my battle. Oh my god, this is so much better. 17 damage for my first attack. And I'm going to take my second attack. And that is a 23 to hit. And that is 16 damage. And then I'm going to action surge. Uh, you don't need to. I'm going to let you save that as the 16 points of damage effectively kills it. As you see the Banshee... Uh, drop the anchor. I saw that 30 roll, by the way. Don't think that went unnoticed. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. I'm using it as soon as I move to the other one. You see that as the Banshee uh, completely evaporates as the anchor continues to fall, you see the other two Banshees also evaporate. Fuck. Because they all seem to be connected to one another. Yeah, that's what I thought. The anchor begins to drop as they let out one one ghastly well. As the notes of the organ begin to pick up again, we're going to say you are out of combat because the uh, at the end of your turn will be initiative twenty, which the anchor will uh, officially the anchor would have hit the seafloor. So you have the three of you have done your objectives. As the boat mm-hmm. begins to slow down, you hear Thnost at the helm. Good job, lads! Wake up the rest of the crew. We're gonna try to minimize as much as we can as the ship slows down drastically, but is still getting pulled in. You see that the crewmates that haven't felled from the Banshee and the kobolds you woke up begin to wake up everyone else as they are all afflicted with all these different curses. And then you hear Thnost uh, yell out, Brace yourselves! As the ship crashes, uh, as the ship turns and crashes into the rocky platform that leads up to this lighthouse. I need everyone to make me a dexterity saving throw as the ship crashes. Uh, so I would get to do these with advantage, right? Yes, you do. Cool. And just so you know, that would be my danger sense ability. Yes, yes. I was trying to figure out why you would. Yep. yep. Got a 25 for Minus. Awesome. Almost got a 17. I got a 12. <laughs> <laughs> the three of you manage to stay on as you see Treg. Oh, goodness. Uh, oh, thank God. Go off to the side and the other three kobolds catch him and they're all laughing at him. Like, pick me up, pick me up, I can't swim, I can't swim, I can't swim. <laughs> Put him in the water, give him a dunk. <laughs> as you see like the fat one pull up, uh, the really hairy one, and pulls him onto the boat. And then you see Fognar and Thas meet up with the rest of the crew and they look up at the tower. As the organ continues to play, you see Thnast. He has a head that's like four times the size of him. That's the curse he got. And then you see Thnast has really, really big hands. And he can't even hold anything for it. And then Thnast talks to you and goes, I, that's, I think we need to take care of that, that whatever the source of uh, this magic is. And then you hear one of the kobolds goes, Oh, no. Oh, it's just like the legendary thing. That's the Twilight House. So when we... When did we get our first, the curses is when we heard the music, right? Or am I wrong? You got your curses once you heard the organ. And that's what we just heard again? Or is this? Oh, so the organ has never stopped playing. It's been playing this whole time. And the ship is a lord, uh, is a lord to the tower, most likely from the rotating red beacon that is panning over the ocean. So everyone on the boat's up, right? Two of the crewmates have fell, but everyone is now up. Uh, there are eight remaining crewmates. 
In fall, they were eviscerated by <laughs> by banshees. Yeah, magic. They got dusted, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would like to go to the front of the ship and uh, investigate the waters. See if I notice anything else besides the lighthouse. Yeah, go ahead. That is a twenty standard. Ooh. With a dirty 20, you stand at the bow of the ship and you take a look around. You see that the starboard side is crashed up against the rocks, leading to leading down this rocky trail to this tall uh, to this tall lighthouse at the other end of like this rocky uh, pathway. You look at the waters around you and they look very uh, violent in the distance. And then you see as you're looking out, you're surrounded by a wall of fog in a, in a 360 circle around you. Good, good. Acting as a wall, keeping you trapped in. Yeah, I'm with uh, Alec on this one. I regret voting on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so <laughs> I, I go back to the guys. Hey, guys, uh, what do you want to do here? Kind of scary. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what do you think we should do? Well... I noticed there's a rocky path up to the lighthouse. I'm not guessing anybody here wants to go up there and I turn around to the crew. You see the kobolds are hiding in barrels. One of them is sticking out because he's very fat. <laughs> what about that guy? And I point to him. <laughs> ah. Snast walks up to the three of you. Lads, do you believe in ghost stories? Yes, very much so. Nope. We fought a literal bagman. I'll believe in anything. I, the Bagman, a swashbuckler's true nightmare. Think it's treasure, and then scary lanky man. Terrible, terrible tinkities. That, lads, is the Twilight House. And then he looks at you with his huge head. Yeah, so what? what is this legend about the Twilight House? I, the Twilight House. It allures and captures unsuspecting ships of the sea. No one knows who man's the organ but it is said that it is filled with ghosts and shades and shadows magical tomes fly throughout the lighthouse but it is filled with wonders that nobody has ever seen huh sort of like ships like music or something I lean over the railing are you sentient huh you like that music the wood creaks all right well you wanna come with us or like we <sighs> Uh, you're all looking at us like we have to do it. Okay, yeah, come on. We're used to this Yo, right now. yellow bellies! And you see Thanos turn around, and you see the kobolds hiding. Uh, you see the half-orcs of, like, when he goes to turn around, the the, sh the doors in the ship have already closed uh, to the lower levels. And you see, like, <laughs> everyone, like, back away. Hi, <laughs> lads. Yep. Okay, yep. All right. The music, the organ, I'm willing to guess that causes these elements that we are experiencing. And he holds this large head, uh, gestures it towards you guys, but the light, the light is alluring the ship and keeping it trapped here. All right, I know your head is big, but would that stop you from coming with us? You want to come help? I, I cannot leave the ship. Why not? This is my ship. We need to make sure the ship is good. Yeah, Farnar here. You see Farnar is already inside. <laughs> 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 Farnar can watch the ship. <laughs> I lad, I am. Not much of a fighter. I am more of a, a, a planner. Ah, oh, sure, you're a fighter, and I hit him in the, sh like, shoulder. <clears throat> All right, let's go, guys. Guys, go, 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 go. <laughs> You knock him out. 
<laughs> All right, everybody get around Sid real quick in a circle, okay? All right, yep, good, good, good. Me, 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 me. <sighs> Thank you, Sid. Bless. We're all blessed. Let's go. So the three of you are going to head towards the lighthouse. Almost. Do you have anything to sing about that? No, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> Cheeky. <laughs> you begin to travel as you hop off the boat. You hop off the boat onto the rocky path. And it is just a rock formation that leads up to a dark staircase to this tall lighthouse. Sturdy, made, uh, crafted out of black marble. The lighthouse looks tall and sturdy as its red beacon shines through the ocean fog. The lighthouse is built with black, dark, dark blackened stone and stands tall in the middle of the ocean on bedrocks. As we're going in, I'm going to use one of my ranger features if that's okay. Yeah, what would you like to use as you open the door into the lighthouse? I'm using tireless. It's a deft explorer feat. Okay, what does that do? Uh, it just gives me some extra hit points, some temp hit points. You step inside the lighthouse, and from inside it seems double in size, bigger on the inside. The walls contort as spirals all the way up. In the middle of the room is a spiral staircase leading to multiple floors, and it looks like it goes all the way up to the top of the lighthouse where the light is. However, the spiral staircase seems to branch off into all these other staircases leading all the way up. The walls look like giant bookcases of old withered books with dim lanterns scattered across the walls. On the floor around you are all these books sprawled open, withered pages, dusty books, books falling apart, tables that are knocked over, rotten food, and broken chairs, and empty chests. As you look up the tall spiraling tower, you do see floating objects, books, lanterns, ornate swords, and shields that look like they're meant to be decorations, helmets flying from one end of the room to the other, and the piano echoes hauntingly throughout the whole lighthouse. And then you hear, as you're sworn that when you close the door, when the three of you turn around, you could have sworn a ghost flew right past you. Guys, mm. I don't like this. Why? What do you mean? It's spooky. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah of course, of course. <laughs> Can I make a perception check? I want to see if this is all like if we actually think. Can I, I don't know, or I guess maybe it's insight if I'm just imagining it or if they're actual ghosts. Roll me an insight check. Cool. It's an eight. Ghosts, ghosts everywhere. Spooky, scary. It's oh, awesome. fuck. God damn it. <laughs> All right, I'm going to creep towards the piano. <laughs> I'm going to slowly back against the spiral staircase, going around the edge of the spiral staircase to go towards the piano. Armos and Dra, what are you doing? I guess I'm going to make so besides the spiral staircase in the middle, the rest of the room is pretty open. Like we can all we can see everything, right? Yes. I will probably just I guess I'll make my way up the stairs. Okay. You begin to head towards the stairs. Armos, is there anything you like? Everything's made of wood, I'm assuming, correct? Wood, <laughs> stone, uh lovely brass. Anything that you would find in, like, an old creepy castle would probably be 
It looks very different on the inside than it does on the outside. I just want to like, Armos wants to just light a match, throw it behind him and just walk out of there and just hear the, the screams of this piano man as he walks away. But no, he, he'll just follow Minus at this point. You follow Minus as you investigate the piano. And Minus, you look at this piano and the top side is closed. And you look at its keys and it's very dusty. And you're standing in front of it. And then you look, you look at Armos who's next to you. You see Reginald is like shivering. You see Drell about to go up the stairs. And then you look back at the piano. You look at the ghost head sticking out of the top side of the piano. You look back down at the keys and then you realize there's a ghost there. And he goes, don't touch that. And the ghost screams at your presence. I scream back. (laughs) 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 You're cool? (sighs) Mortals. Are you a cool ghost? Are you one of those like friendly ghosts I hear about? I haven't felt heat in years, so I guess I am quite chill. Uh, uh uh-huh. I haven't seen a mortal within these walls in quite some time. I believe that. I look around at all the floating books and helmets. So like, say a ship was stuck outside. Do you know how to- There are many ships. Fix that. Is the ship wrecked? I mean, it's not wrecked. We got stuck on the rocks. Managed to survive? It's called? We did. Oh, we did. Yes, perhaps yeah, we did. This tower is cursed. Many souls have been lost to it. Please, please break the curse and set me free. Please let me leave this tower. And he gets really close to you, but his hands go through your shoulder. Well, sure, you're in luck. And I get up on the piano seat because we are great heroes. And my foot steps on the piano. <laughs> like, oh, and I fall back down off the off the chair. <laughs> <clears throat> We're great mighty heroes, right, Armos? You see that when you hit some of the piano keys, some of the books fly off the shelves. Do not disrupt his song. His song is so important to him. He plays all through the twilight hours, never stopping, always bringing new victims. Cool. So how do we break this curse? Is that like like a a notebook around? Is there a a user manual on like breaking this curse? Underneath the beacon. There is a large golden organ playing, being played by Ulivar, the composer. Uh-huh. Plays throughout. He never stops playing, never changing the sinister tone of his melody. All right, so that's upstairs, right? All the way at the top of the tower, but be warned, for there are others like me who are not as friendly. Ah, uh, what was your name again? Gulligan. All right, well, nice meeting Curse you, Gulligan. Again, man of brass and gold, haunting tombs oh, to fail your soul. Nice to meet you, Brian. I shut the top of the piano. Beware of the angry spirits and the changes of his song. Draw away for us. <laughs> I run. Why? What's up there? Uh, 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 golden piano. Gotta break a curse. You know how to break curses, right, Draw? You, you've done that before. Uh. Armos, you got any uh, curse experience on your resume? He just shakes his head. Uh. It should be fine. You travel up the spiraling staircase and it begins to twist and meld with the tower around you. The spiral is leading all the way up to the top, but it seems that the more you climb these stairs, the longer the journey seems to be. And then as you ascend uh, about 60 feet upward, the staircase spiral with no rhythmic pattern, as you start to see these purplish greenish 
mist float underneath some of the staircases. And then as you are able to look through the dim light all the way at the top, almost you notice that there's a lot of breakages in the stairs. As a matter of fact, they're not just broken, they're floating the higher you get. The, wait, the stairs are floating? The stairs are broken apart and they're now, and they're floating. Not where you are, you see it like upcoming once you travel this set of stairs. Just keep walking, just keep walking, nobody panic. I'm walking, I'm walking. <laughs> walking very slowly. Wait, why are we all singing now? I'm just trying to stay calm. Everything's gonna be fine, Drell, don't panic. As you climb the stairs, everybody roll me a D100. Mm, oh, God. Four. 90. <laughs> I got the meaning of life. 42? Yep. Oh, wow. Almost with a four. You stop singing. Yay. But your skin becomes paper thin and fragile. Oh, dear. Oh, my God. Almost your face. He is now <laughs> 2D. Oh, my spline. <laughs> Wait, he's paper Mario. <laughs> almost. <laughs> Mechanically, you are vulnerable to necrotic damage and fire damage. Uh, what a cruel life. And you are allergic to the sun. Fire's my favorite thing. Armo, I can hear you, Armos. Where are you? And then he turns and like, ah! <laughs> and like a cardboard cutout that falls over. Someone pick me up! And I'm on the ground, like, just like moving I got my you. arms. I got you, buddy. I got you. I'm going to tie a rope to you just in case. <laughs> He's flat Stanley. <laughs> we'll go to Menaces, because he has 42. You see that you are no longer, you're no longer vulnerable to thunder damage as you're no longer glowing. You are instead, your hands start to shake uncontrollably. Oh, you cannot goodness. keep them still. You have disadvantage on all of your attacks and anything yep. that requires dexterity uh, for ability checks. requires my hands. <laughs> yep. Stop shaking me. <laughs> my feet are fine. It's just my hands. <laughs> Drell, with a 90, you think about that half-orc that you saved at the front of the ship. Oh, no. How he really felt emotional mm. towards you. And now you think about his question and Maybe it wasn't so outlandish. It wasn't so weird. Maybe it was a little hasty. And then you look at Menace and Armos, and you can't help to feel that you need to marry both of them. What? Mm. <laughs> uh, hey, guys, I got to talk to you guys about something after this. Okay. Yeah, save it for the end. We got to get through this first. Uh, why are my hands shaking? Anything that requires vision is going to be disadvantage. Uh, any rolls, attacks, or... Uh, ability checks that require vision because you were just so enamored by your party mates that you were just so enthralled by their looks and beauty and the true innocence of their soul. Bro, stop staring at me. I don't know why you, this is not I, the time. I mean, I just never realized how nice your hair is. I, oh. Oh, thanks, Drell. I appreciate that. You see, Armos, that's how you compliment a guy. <laughs> I pick Armos up shakily. Hang on. Turn me around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, turn him around. All right, we're going this way, guys. Ah. Armos and I are walking in front of Drill. <laughs> you get about halfway up through this flight of stairs, and then books begin to fly off the tall bookcases, and swords begin to slash across. Everyone make me a dexterity saving throw. Ooh, a dex saving throw. E. Would, I, would I roll this with advantage as well? Flat, because you are enamored by the good looks of okay. your party mates. So it has to do with vision. Got it. Okay. He's got good peripherals, though. It's a 13. It's 26 for minutes. Paper Armos got a 7. 
Armos and Drell are going to take 10 points of slashing damage and bludgeoning damage Yo. as they as you get hit by these books and swords that are flying across you. Well, that's half for me, right? This is a paper on paper crime. This is bullshit. Uh, <laughs> why would it be half for you? Because I said I was raging earlier. Would you have stopped raging by now? Because it lasts for a minute. I mean, let you guys decide. <laughs> how much? How much damage did you say? Uh, ten. Uh. You were raging during combat, or it was raging during combat. We haven't really got back into combat for me to rage again, I guess. But I mean, it's fine. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna say want... you're not raging at this moment, uh, because you're just so enthralled with your party mates. To give a, give you a calming sense. Fun fact about barbarians: you need to hit someone or try to attack something between turns to keep your rage going. I don't know if that's true, Dan. I... <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a load of bullshit to me. So how many points? Hey, you can't curse at him. You love how him. How many points of damage am I taking? <laughs> you take 10. I'm taking 10 points of damage in protest. All right, let, him, let the record wait. Let the uh, record reflect it. Wait, Drell, did you add your D4 from Bless? Oh, I did not. I forgot about that. Uh, I don't what? know if it'll. It will not help Armos, but it might help you. Oh, I hit a four, 17. I think that'll help. <laughs> yeah, Dan hurt my feelings, but then he made it better. 17 will pass. Nice. So what do I take half? Uh, you take nothing. Oh, sick. Okay, even better. Almost, you take 10 points of damage as you ah. are slashed and bludgeoned with these books and ornate daggers and knives as the three of you continue to climb the stairs. You make it past the first set of stairs. As I'm walking, I'm rubbing Armos's paper back. I'm like, it's going to be okay, but it's okay. And I pull my feather out and use some of my cleric abilities to give a third level cure wounds. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. You see that his paper body Ooh. tearing away. How much is it? Men's back together. 22. 22 HP. Wow. Wow. As the three of you ascend the stairs you notice that some of the staircase is broken apart but still being held up by beams as you walk across you will need to make athletics checks to make sure you can hop from once uh from one set of stairs to another as the staircase is now becoming broken apart due to time or age and as you look at the stairs the organ quickly changes its tune throughout the tower i need everyone to roll me a d100 Gosh, it's Sully's cousin. <laughs> Wait, D100? Is there? I got an 18. I got an 87. 76. We'll start with Drell's 18. Drell, you realize that you may not love your party members as much <laughs> as you thought you did, uh, <laughs> but you care back for them as a, a normal level of care, as one adventurer does to another. But now you hear a high-pitched ringing at all times. It almost blocks out the organ. Almost, but it's hard to hear your party mates now. All wisdom based, uh, all wisdom checks that include perception and saving throws that involve hearing now have disadvantage. Yeah, I was already bad at those to begin with. I can make all the other stuff regular again, right? Yeah, this each curse overrides the other one. You only keep one. Okay, so I don't have spikes anymore? No, no, they, your lumps went back into your body. Okay, what about the little blue breath thingy? Unbeknownst to you. Hmm. Yeah, that one I can't give away too much. Um, like a, hmm. <laughs> almost 76. You find yourself puzzling and questioning everything around you. You can only speak in questions. <laughs> almost, how are you doing back there? Oh, you're not paper anymore. I'm not? No, you're not. That's correct. How can this be? Well, because 
I don't know, actually. I don't know how this works. You want to keep going up the stairs? Do we want to keep going up the stairs? I'm going to go. Okay, I'm going to keep walking. I don't know what's going on with you guys. Do you want to do? Do you want to keep and Then going? as I turn around. <laughs> Minutes, you said 87, right? Yeah. You see. <laughs> you look at yourself and you feel a bit normal. And then you look at your hands and your right hand is missing. What pops off? The hand is now detached from your body. You are not bleeding, but it, it is sprawling around very chaotically. It just has a mind of its own, and it begins to climb the steps. All right, come here. Come here, hand. You're my favorite hand. I'll go chase my hand. You see that? Sh it shakes its stump at you like it's trying to tell you off and continues to climb oh the stairs. Like those guys in Spyro. This, is that your hand? Wait a second, you're right, that is- ah! <laughs> I realize now the severity of the situation. Uh, yeah, so the three of you are going to ascend these stairs. Uh, make me an athletics check as you jump over the first small gap of- That is a 15 for minutes? I got an 18. Oh, plus a d4. Oh, plus a oh, d4? No, that's just saving throws. Oh. Uh... Maybe I got a five. <laughs> you fall through the gap as you as you slip and land on the stairs below you. You I are going I'm to take maybe you take seven points of bludgeoning damage as you hit the stairs below you. I will say you climb back up for convenience sake. Go ahead and make me another last athletics check as you try to jump over the stairs. As I lean my hand down, my left hand. To, wait, <laughs> oh, wait, Drell, you help him out. I'm I'm missing a hand. <laughs> Grab my strong hand. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to help me? Uh, yeah, get, I'm, I'm going to chase after my hand. You help Armos up here. Oh, God, okay. You make it over with an 11, and you, the three of you continue to climb the stairs. I'm still chasing my hand. Minutes, just grab it. I'm trying. I'm trying very hard. It's hard with all the floating stairs and missing the hand that I am trying to grab. <laughs> yeah, wait, how would you grab it? With my with left hand. Yeah, but what if that one falls off? Uh Huh. I looked down at my hand, scared. <laughs> Please don't fall off. Please don't fall off. You see that the other hand uh, is looking at you, the one that's attached, and it points at your left hand and then makes like a, a slicing of the neck motion in the air. <laughs> Menace, why are your hands so mean to you? I don't know. I'm going to get you. It gives almost the bird. What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now all the stairs ahead of the three of you. Uh, are broken apart. Hmm. I'm going to need the three of you to roll me three athletics checks to see if you can pass this broken staircase. Like we each roll three or you just yes. need us to roll one? You each roll three. I would like to... Yeah, so if there's any way you would like to get around this. Yeah, I would like to float. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Me, me. We've got this. By that, I mean you guys got this. I'm going to float. <laughs> Here you go. Come on, Sids. I get a dirty 20, a nat 20, and a 14. Ooh. You get over with ease as you hop from these broken staircases along and you make it to the other end. Minus levitates up. <laughs> Jarrell, I mean, uh, <coughs> Armos, how would you like to jump across? I made the first one and I got cocky. So I rolled again. And I didn't know you could get a zero, but I got a zero. <laughs> oh, no. So that one minus a one. Can I say with my nat 20, I help him? Um, you can give him a help action. Cool. That works. Be like, come on, buddy. And I'll just like try to like 
like lean my arm out or my hand out for him. With, to... with Drell's nat 20, I'm going to say he gives you uh, advantage on that. So go ahead and roll again <laughs> to try to outdo that uh, zero. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get, Armos? <laughs> so I got a two, but negative one. So I got a one. <laughs> Armos, my hand is right here. All you have to do is grab it. I don't understand. Where is it? I can't. <laughs> as you fall through, you're going to take 11 points of bludgeoning damage Aww. as you fall to the staircase below. And after some time, you reach back up. And I want to ask you to do those checks again for me. Armos, why? I'm floating up with like my head resting on my hand, mm. on my left hand, as I'm like relaxing, floating. Armos, why don't you just misty step? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I look up, is there any more platforms? Their the, their staircase is kind of above yours. Is it like uh, so? They're about fifty feet above you. Uh. All right, we'll misty step. Okay, we'll say that you're able to like get up, and then you misty step from a safe location and appear next to Minus and Drill. Why didn't you do this to begin with, Armos? <laughs> Minus, you're looking for your hand, and then you turn around and you see it on Drell's shoulder. I try and grab it. Whoa, Minus, get off of me. What the heck? It jumps off. <laughs> it's just like, hey, my agency. Where's my agency? <laughs> <laughs> um, the curse specifically says that you just can't grab it. Yeah. It's just like, oh, it's <laughs> As the three of you go ascend to the next set of stairs, you look down and you feel like you're way higher than you thought. You can't see the first floor of this lighthouse anymore. And the stairs ahead of you are all being held magically in place by these purplish, greenish fog, lifting the stairs as they go up and they go down and they go up and they go down. And some staircases aren't connected to anything. They're just floating around. If you jump, you'll have to make a DC 12 on each one of these jumps. We're going to say there are five jumps you need to succeed. Otherwise, you get knocked Why? down. You save Misty Step. Right here. <laughs> Good luck, guys, as I float on by. <laughs> as you float, I'm going to need everyone to roll me a D100. Oh, I was going to say. Oh, my hand's back. <laughs> 63. 94. 85. Drell, mm -hmm. you start to look around, and those books look quite valuable. Even Menace's rapiers seem quite valuable. Why should they have it? belong to you. Everything belongs to you. You have the undesirable, you have the immense desire to steal everything. You are now a kleptomaniac. Armos, what'd you get? 85. You see, you see yourself no longer questioning everything around you, but yet you feel this strange vibration inside of you as all the books on you know, a nearby shelf fly off, but they don't attack you. They get stuck to your body. You feel that you have this pull towards mm. you. Anything loose, anything small, and uh, how do I put this? Throwable. Junk magnet. Throwable okay, is attracted to you. Gotcha. I, was, I thought I was sticky. Okay, got it. Minus, the same faint light that left Drell's body before now leaves yours. Oh, is that what that rule was? 94? Yes. Hey, hey, come back. Hey. Uh. How would the three of you like to traverse these magical floating stairs? With my floating rocks. <laughs> Can you carry anybody, Minus? Um. Can you turn me into a stink cloud again? Hmm. I could, actually. Because that would be wonderful. Oh. So, 
my my bless is gone. It's been over a minute. I gain I gain a flying speed of ten, and I can hover. So as long as I can carry his weight, then I could theoretically fly with him. Um, yeah, we'll say that's an athletics check to see if you can hold Armos. Okay. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. I believe. Say uh, twenty-five. You can hold Armos. Light as a feather. He seems a little heavier with these books as these books begin to fly off the shelf as you move along with him. I like to think the floating nature of the books is helping me. I, you know what? This, I feel like I'm playing Boulder's Gate all over again. Just books in my inventory. Let's go. <laughs> Armos, why don't, you, why don't you hop on the back and uh, have a Ooh. Sid flying motorcycle now? That's <laughs> floating through the air. <laughs> Oh, I love this book. You turn back to Drell Drell, shoving a little Sid into his bag. <laughs> what? I didn't. Wasn't. I was just holding it. I just thought it would fall. Oh, Sid Junior the Fifth. Don't worry. Drell probably just wants a friend while he's jumping. <laughs> Keep him. It's fine. It's fine. Fuck <laughs> <Float> away. <laughs> Drell, you got five athletic checks ahead of you. Oh God. Okay. Easy. Unless you have something in your kit. Yeah. It's called parkour. Drell, do you still have that jumping ring? Oh, fuck. <laughs> first one's a 10. Make it across the first jump. The 10. You do have the ring of jumping. Yeah, second one's a 26. I'm trying to do this without it. Okay. Fair enough. All right, you make it across. It's this. the principal, Tony. <laughs> you make it across the second step. Okay. An 18. You make it across the third set. Mm. This is easy. Yeah, hey guys, this is pretty easy. I don't know why you guys are making everything so difficult. That's a 10. <laughs> you go to jump. And then as you jump with a 10, you see that the floating staircase falls down really quick and you fall on that floating staircase and you take you take 13 points of bludgeoning damage. Ow. You okay down there, buddy? <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, I guess I'll use this thing and I'll tap my ring on my finger and I'll say, is this thing on? And then I'll try to jump back up to the other staircase. Yeah, go ahead and make me an athletics check. Um, you see that the staircase is like wobbling underneath you. It seems aware that you're on it. So I, I got a 22 and then I'm also using the ring of jumping. Yeah, so with a 22 athletics check, with the ring of jumping, you're able to jump straight up because it's triple your jumping speed. Nice. Uh, and you're able to get on the next staircase. So we'll say you're now you need to make one last jump but as you approach the last two floating platforms where armos and menace are the two floating platforms in between you now start to move up and down opposite of each other you have to time this jump to get through the room or on them one at a time you're going to need to give me an athletics check with dc 16. drill like holds his hands up where he's like got his thumbs touching and it's kind of makes a U and he's trying to like align everything with one eye closed and he's trying to time everything right and then he just kind of leaps for it at the right time that's a 26 oh, i thought that was a two that's a 26. <laughs> you managed to leap through this obstacle with ease and then you see yourself meeting up with your party members you try to steal another sit. I just need to borrow it real quick. I, I'll give it back, I promise. Just later at a different time. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Sidieth the the five the ten thousandth. You uh, <laughs> go hang out with Drell for a second. No, not that one. This one. Oh, actually, I'll hold both and I grab another one. <laughs> then uh, we move forward to the uh, next part of this area. The three of you 
climb and reach the top of the spiraling staircase as you go down a cramped hallway that ascends upwards. In front of you is a long, twisted hallway. You can immediately tell your mind is playing tricks on you. How, how could a, a hallway this long be in this type of a lighthouse? It doesn't make sense. And as you walk down the hallway, you are met with a beautiful set of golden ornate archways that lead into a large, lavish, dark wooden floor ballroom. Chairs scattered around the room. At the other end of the room is a large golden organ that takes up most of the wall as the song quickly changes. When you focus on it, the walls around you seem to twist and contort. Your vision tunnels. The pianist sitting at the golden organ is wearing a dusty, bright purple suit and is playing wildly. Your curses are shifting from end to another. You get fat, you get skinny, you get hairy, you get large, you get really small. You seem to pop and uh, appear and disappear in place. Everything gets very wobbly and then suddenly it focuses in. The music stops suddenly. The curses halt for a moment and you hear a voice as the pianist does not look at you, but it echoes throughout the ballroom. An audience has arrived. Seeking to witness a performance of a lifetime. Three of you stare. The penis plays long, drawn-out notes. Yeah, I'm gonna cast a spell real quick. Shit, bless us real quick, just in case. (laughs) (laughs) She, like, blesses you real quick in between uh, the notes. The pianist plays long, drawn-out notes as a green, yellowish mist leaks from the organ pipes. All the pipes along the walls around you, this whole room is essentially one giant piano, and it resonates as the yellow mist begins to take form from beyond the organ, overshadowing the pianist in the shape of a dragon's head. Their souls shall scream beautifully in my songs. And that is where we end today's session. Really? Uh, oh, wow. Fuck. <laughs> Another dragon. <laughs> As the ghost of a dragon is revealed in front of you. Do I recognize the dragon? Do you recognize the dragon? As <laughs> yeah. From, uh, what refer- from what references can you think of? <laughs> like, is it the... Thost or whatever, Nost, whatever his name is. Oh, and all Nost. along was he a bad guy? Uh, right now, you can't recognize him. But that's a really good plot hook. I'm definitely not writing that down, though. No. <laughs> Knew it all along. Uh, yeah, a ghostly dragon reveals itself coming from the organ. That was one of the sillier episodes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it definitely turned out. It definitely turned out silly. <laughs> But I, I'm really, I'm actually really looking forward to the next session uh, when you fight this thing. Mm. Or Who says we're going to fight it? That's Who, very true. We, we, yeah. we could yeah. be its friend. Right? Yeah. We could convince it to let us go. I would love to see you try to convince this thing. Oh, we will try. <laughs> <laughs> Our most will try. Seriously riding out a, uh, 
narrative component to the fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're saying that. <laughs> Come on. Alec and I are saying that as the ones with like zero charisma. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, this is going to be an Armos thing. I got the I got the silver tongue, you know what I mean? We're a, lot of yeah, it's a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure on us. Wait, did you take inspiration from Bach? Is that what this is? Oh, wow. He's a great guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> totally just rip it from Beethoven. That might work, actually, if uh, if you knew the nature of this dragon, um, who's obsessed mm. with the piano, maybe, maybe, mm. maybe. It's true, it's, it's obsessed with music. I, I wish Armos has vicious mockery. I feel like you'd make such good use of it. Takes a multi-class and bard. <laughs> Just for that. Armos, why don't you sing us out of this episode? Uh, well, <laughs> no. No more. It's not good. No I love it. Inspiration die to Armos for leaning into his curses so well. Yeah, that was awesome. Inspiration <laughs> die to you. I had, I had one for the books, but it just didn't, the timing didn't come up. I was going to be. Oh. oh, man. Wait, save it for the after show. Okay, okay. It's okay. after show content. I had two yeah, books. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to follow. Yeah, go follow the follow 404, Indy 404 on Patreon. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Right. You get all get this the, juicy content. Scoop. And you get to see the cool polls, even though they're open to the public because we don't discriminate. But you also get to see other behind the scenes stuff, some funny stuff, how we set up, what jokes we do, and how Dan bullies me. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Mm. I got to say, our. I mean, you were cyberbullying me yesterday, but we, we just won't talk Moving about on. it. Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, if you enjoy our content, you would definitely enjoy the Patreon. For sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gets wacky sweet. on the Patreon shows. <laughs> and consistent, consistent, consistent. Any suggestions, by the way, before we head on out? Mm. Besides Baldur's uh, Gate 3. Uh, no, I don't have one. Though. I mean, it's going to be it for a while, I think. <laughs> that, is my, that is my life right now. I'm so oh, I will say, game. I have a recommendation. Um, if you enjoyed these curses that uh, the players got to uh, succumb to, if I can, I'll reveal the book where I got them from. Rather than come up with unique curses of my own and do my due diligence, I decided to use the Game Master's Book of Astonishing Random Tables. Mm. And it's all about the wackiness of magic. I and do not have that. Random. It just I love that came series, out. Though. Great series. The Game Master yeah. Books. Great series. It like came. I think it came out. Um, Maybe like two weeks ago, I found it randomly at a Barnes and Nobles when I was soul searching for a book and I came across this and I read it outside for a good hour. It was awesome. Yeah. Game Master's books are solid. Yeah. They're very good. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to use this in my upcoming Twilight Ghost Tower arc. And here we are. Mm. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And with that, why don't you go ahead and say bye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Is it goodbye? (laughs) It's goodbye for now. Is it though? Is it though? <laughs> and now it's time for the Patreon shoutouts, starting with the Bloodshard Bandits, of course. First up is Benjamin Hayes. Somewhere in Humbrea, a war forged looks out over a valley from a castle balcony. Thousands of questions stream through his consciousness. Am I still me? How did I end up this way? What was my name again? It was D. D. Dylan Snyder is next, also known as Reese. This Aladrin bar just finished teaching a musical magic theory class at the Sigic College. He even got to try out a new spell he has been working on called Harmony Word. Now everyone who attended has 1d4 extra rhythm in their step. 
But not everyone appreciates this new magic, especially Julius Kendrick, who has taken refuge below the Sigic College in the forgotten underground tunnels. Rumors spread quickly around campus that the old headmaster could be seen walking around late at night. But he has been dead for a hundred years. And speaking of the dead, rains has officially been reported as such. After the water purification pipes were checked by a local guild, his name tag was found dangling from an overgrown root. Friends and family are having a public ceremony of remembrance in two days. Laura Dawnstar is getting a bit bored playing cards by herself in the Chapel of Scoraeus. Turns out guarding a magical blue shard isn't all that exciting when it is hidden away so well. She's thinking of venturing out, but remembers the ancient vase that needs to be glued back together. She has been putting that off for the past year. The Everlong Sea has become a hotbed for sale by robberies. Tales purport a man by the name of Gibby Scarrow, or should I say, Captain Scarrow, at the helm of a dark ship surrounded by fog. Very few travel at night anymore for fear they will meet a watery grave. But let's not dwell on that as we move on to the Sigic College alumni. Andrew Hall is currently working on his senior seminar project at the Sigic College. Or rather, he is trying to decide the topic of research. If anyone has ideas for magical experiments that would at least land him a B, please let him know because there's only a week left before he must pick one. Artemis is typically a great mentor in these situations, but has yet to return from the Kambuki Isles. He should have been back by now from his vacation. Many students are beginning to worry as the rate in bullying has increased. While the Sigic College struggles to eliminate bullies, the Aramore guards have their hands full with thieves. Sly has been stealing coin left and right, but for who? No one knows. There seems to be a hundred different men and women all using the same techniques. The problem is, the guards never seem to see the same face twice. But you know whose face has been finally shown? Michael Sekarax, or should I say Sakajewa. An injured rock climber calls out for help to the four people walking towards him at... No wait, that's one person with four legs. This centaur cleric is here to cure all wounds. Patrick Wennerstrom is next, and no one has yet to meet him. Patrick's neighbors are placing bets as to what he is up to as mysterious noises can be heard coming from the house he just moved into. Same chaos whereabouts, however, are no mystery at all. On the trial for his 367th offense, without Artemis, they're promising this will be the last misdemeanor and that he is sure Saint Chaos will finally turn a new leaf tomorrow. He was expelled. Where will Saint Chaos go now? Warden also needs to skedaddle as dozens of Alcabeaker Phi members chase him out of Aramore. Apparently the baguette he snacked on for lunch was home to a tiny civilization. How was he to help himself when it was just sitting there like that, looking all delicious? Well, all he knows now is some guy named Robot Crisp is out of a job. But you know who's not out of a job? Our Humbrea's heroes. That's right, let's start with Abdul Rahman, who is expanding his alchemist business. After doing so well in Dilmore, he decided to open a new shop in Gilo. Alex Dredd continues his pursuit for justice. He heard talk of a rogue chef that just left Aramore that he might try to hunt down. Nefarious Ducarius has received a nickname after all of his streaking antics. People now call him the Butt Naked Dragon Slayer. Sweat drips from his brow as Man with Glass finishes his glasswork masterpiece deep in a volcano. Wait till you see what he made. Sergio Rodriguez has made his way to the city of Dilmore. Many question, is he a wandering adventurer 
or perhaps a newly hired red guard. Rocket Boot League is now one of the most popular sports in South Trillis. Terminal No Name has started what he calls RBCS, or Rocket Boot Championship Series. And that's all for this week's Patreon shoutouts. If you'd like to hear your name read here, please go over to patreon.com slash dnd404. That's right, patreon.com slash dnd404. See you in the next episode.